Hey y'all, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Nougabelle podcast, all about stories of the South straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, and I'm based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. I have a passion for stories, and this is where some of the best ones get told. This month, I'm talking to some of the most badass women in business in Chattanooga. I'm sitting down with female entrepreneurs from all walks of life to learn about their businesses, how they got started, the challenges they've conquered along the way, and what makes them some of the most badass women in biz. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, a glass of sweet tea, or a nice old-fashioned and join us. We're so glad you're here. I've made a lot of like tinctures. Yeah. I don't, I don't ever really like my tinctures though. I feel like it's an art that I've not, I haven't taken the time to craft well. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, yeah. So I'm always yeah. like, oh, good job. Wait, mm-hmm. you know, like how, how do you do this? You know, I have been, I have regular Angostura bitters and orange bitters on my shelf over here. And I've been looking for cinnamon bitters for so long Oh, and I haven't found them yet. So I messaged Kalina a couple weeks ago and was like, do you make cinnamon bitters or can you point me in the direction of where I can find some? And she was like, I don't make them. I've got stuff that has cinnamon in them. Huh. But well, I mean, I, I could, make, and I'm, I could try. And I'm, I'm like, I mean, I don't know. Well, I thought I was like, can I just do like a cinnamon simple syrup? Because I make all kinds of cocktails yeah. as, as you can see by yeah. my liquor collection. Which but, is very cool. Yeah. Um, um, but I was like, man, cinnamon bitters would be the best, but I never found them. So maybe that'll be my first bitter attempt. Ooh. Yeah. Let I've me done know how it goes. Yeah. I mean, it would just be for you because I would just, <laughs> it'd be like for us to play with. Cause yes. I'll never dive too deep into that. It'll just be for fun, you mm-hmm. know, but, but yeah. Okay. I, yes. Um, what's your liquor of choice? Um, Honestly, I don't drink that much. Okay. Yeah. So if usually if I'm going to drink, I drink wine. Okay. Like red wine. Um, liquor wise, though, let's think. If so, I used to drink more. You mm-hmm. know, now I'm just kind of like, I don't want it to mess up my running. <laughs> so, so stupid. I feel that. Yeah, but um, I I guess like vodka. Okay. Vodka or rum. I'm like a light liquor person. Gotcha. You know? Tequila. You See, know, tequila just... is my worst nightmare. Oh, really? And. It's one of those, I don't know what it is, I'm trying to like pinpoint it, but I could be stone cold sober. My, yeah. My boyfriend loves tequila. He, he loves it. Okay. And he he buys like good quality tequila, like good quality like ingredients and will make a margarita. Yeah. And I could be stone cold sober and take like a few sips of it and like immediately have a headache. Really? And then I... I can't get margaritas at restaurants because, again, I could be stone cold sober and then be throwing up in the bathroom. Oh my gosh. Yeah, don't so, drink tequila. I thought maybe it was agave. So I bought like agave syrup at the grocery store and yeah. thought, like, oh, I'll, I'll try it in like my tea or whatever else. And yeah. if it causes problems, then I know what that is and I'll just give it to Zach to use. Right. But it hasn't done anything to me yet. So maybe it's just like bad tequila or maybe the mezcal with the worm. I don't know. You're just, your body probably just doesn't like it. You know what I mean? That's, I mean, alcohol is a poison for our bodies. So your body is just like, nah. 
Yeah. No, thank you. You know, so that's mm-hmm. understandable. I can't do whiskey. See, whiskey's so. mine. Oh, really? Whiskey's mine. Once in a blue moon, I can handle whiskey, but... Like, if I go out, I'm like, okay, I wanted to, I'm almost just like, if I get anything, I'm like, give me, and I do this, actually, if I'm going to drink. I'm like, give me vodka on the rocks by itself, mm-hmm. with like a lime and a lemon, and then I'll just drink that. Yeah. You know, just because if I'm going to drink liquor, I'm just mm-hmm. like, just give me the straight thing. Because yeah. there's so many times that it's just mm-hmm. like, blah, you know, it makes me want to throw up. Mm-hmm. There's all this sugar and stuff, and I don't eat that much sugar so maybe right. that's why you know my more. go-to cocktail is an old-fashioned which oh. is whiskey sugar or simple syrup I make mine with simple syrup at home but whiskey simple syrup bitters and then you mix that together and then um an orange and a maraschino cherry dude that's easy which is super easy yeah. it's like just sweet enough that it's not like gonna make me sick right but it's like easy to make yeah I can now make them at home and they're just they're easy they don't make me throw up right so they're they're just like a stand and almost any bar can make them yeah that's true (laughs) that's like any that's always good to have like your thing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I will say yeah I'm just like straight yeah I do like hot toddies though yes really because they're delicious Mm -hmm. and amazing and I'm always like hot beverage thing I will even make mine with like herbal tea Oh, yeah. And then do, um, like, rye whiskey, and then I make mine with orange instead of a lemon. Oh, cool. And then a cinnamon stick. Oh, yeah. Okay, I will say mold wine. Yes. Glue wine, Mm -hmm. like, if you're over, you know. My favorite. I love it so much. I don't know why. Maybe because it's hot. I'm a big hot beverage person. Okay. Yeah, so, but I love that stuff so I'll send you my mold wine recipe. Please do, because I love it so I'll email it to you tonight or at some point this week. Yes, thank you. I just made it for the first time a couple months ago because I had a friend who made it last year, and I was thinking, I was like, that would be really good for, like, fall tailgates or something. Oh, yeah. I bought, like, a cheap bottle of red wine and all the stuff and just let it go in the crock pot, and I was like, this is pretty good. Yeah, and it's so easy. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned about it when I was in Amsterdam. Yeah. So it was just, like, I was out. I was there. It was, like, when I was there by myself. Mm -hmm. I was there for, like, a little bit by myself. And I'm, like, at this place. I'm just hanging out. And I asked them, like, what would you get to drink? And Mm -hmm. they were, like, oh, get glue wine. And I was, like, what? Anyways, got it. Loved it. And Mm -hmm. then they have it everywhere. It was, like, I went to this, like, Christmas market. And they had it all over the place. I was, like, okay. This is my new favorite. Yeah. It was so much. It's so good. (laughs) It's so good. Yes. All right, welcome back to the Nuga Bell podcast. And for these next few episodes, it is March. It is International Women's Month. So for the month of March, I will be highlighting some badass women in biz in and around Chattanooga. First up is Tiffany Malapanes, who we met on the podcast back in January. She is the lovely lady behind Positivity. Thank you so much for having me, and March is the best month because yes. it's my birthday month. Oh, even yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I will throw the link to Tiffany's first episode in the show notes so you can hear the full story of how positivity came to be, but can you give us a little bit of a brief overview so we can catch everyone up? Um, yeah, so I started positivity um, eight years ago. And I was in college when I started Positivity. Um, It's a little tea company where I make organic herbal tea blends. And yeah, I've been blending herbal 
tea blends for about 15 years now. So. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was your business like early on? Um, again, you touched on this a lot in the previous episode, but um, you talk a lot. You, it was very like a scrappy thing. Like you just did it like all on your own. You taught yourself everything. So can we dive in a little bit about like what that was like just being literally you? Um, so yeah, that's a great question. So I started Positivity with, I was working at a restaurant, downtown Nashville actually, and I had a little extra money over the summer, uh, like $250. And so I actually started Positivity with $250 and I just was like, okay, let's see what I can do. Um, basically even to this day, like I, I made my own webpage, I do all my own labels, I... Um, when I had the tea shop, I ran the shop completely and everything. Um, I come up with all my own blends and everything like that. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's pretty much a one woman Mm -hmm. operation. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I will say though, I've had a lot of great mentors and Mm -hmm. great people to help me and show me how to do certain things. Um, that's been such a gift. So, so one thing we didn't actually touch on in the previous episode was your process of like creating these blends. So what's your process? Like, how do you like figure out what kind of blends you want to make? And what is your like, I guess, R and D what's that like? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. So, so basically what I'll do is I will research different herbs. Obviously I'm still actively studying all the time so maybe i'll learn something about a new herb or um there's going to be like an ailment that i really want to focus on or something like that and we'll just use you know it's cold and flu season everybody has a flu right now so we'll just use that as an example so i'll go okay colds and flus this is an issue this needs to be addressed what do i want to make for this you know Mm -hmm. and so i'll go ahead and i'll uh, go over all the different herbs and if there's any teas that are really good for that I'll go ahead and go okay this is what would work with it and then I know what blends well together and what does not Mm -hmm. and so I just will then go ahead and and do my it's like a science it's kind of silly it's like theology is what I call it but (laughs) then I'm just like oh okay like these will go together and and then yeah that's about it is that a good way to describe it okay yeah um so through all of this Um, did you have a moment where you just like knew you had a winning business idea? Uh, well, you know, I still don't even think it's like, oh, this is a winning business idea. (laughs) I think it's like, I can't believe that I play with tea all day long and like (laughs) herbs and I'm like, I actually able to like sustain myself. It's kind of amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess it really was just because really, so the, goal of positivity is just like, like, I don't have investors, I don't have um, funding or anything like that. Because my whole theory has always been like positivity will live if people want it. Mm -hmm. So it grows organically. And if people don't want it anymore, that's fine. And I respect that. And I'll just do something else. You Mm -hmm. know, I have so many interests and I have so many passions that I have no problem with that at all. Um, But basically, that's like really what it is, is. So it's just like, as it grows, um, it's really just the people. That's what, yeah. it's everybody that buys tea. Like somebody that comes to me that has a hard time sleeping and they drink Lucky Luna and it helps them Mm -hmm. and they come back and tell me about that. That's why I do it. That's like, you know, so whether or not that's a winning business, Mm -hmm. I can't really say, but it's my, my reason that I do it. It's for the people. It's because everybody, everybody that wants it, that's Mm -hmm. why I do it. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I guess that answered one of my questions was 
what do you love most about your business is what you just talked about. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, education. So mm-hmm. I like to inform people and I really love to help teach people. Objectively, I would like to just, if I could make a choice, I would just do like all education. Mm-hmm. I would just do a lot of theology classes and everything like that. Um, but I haven't made that switch at all. And I do really love blending though. Mm-hmm. I love it. Like production is a lot of fun to me and it's just, it's cool to see how everything interacts and stuff. So like, it's kind of like a science project for yeah. me. So I really love that. And just like being able to help people, you mm-hmm. know, and see that it helps them and, and also that they love tea. Tea is oh, yeah. so good for the mind, body, and spirits. So. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, you can hear all about all of that in our previous episode, which I will link in the show notes. Um, so there are a lot of aspects of being an entrepreneur and business owner that people don't see. So there are a lot of like challenges and roadblocks. So what have been some of the biggest challenges you faced and how did you overcome those? I have hit a lot of roadblocks. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest roadblocks was a couple of years ago I had... Um, in Chattanooga, I had a tea lab and it was basically like just this big space that I was getting ready to kind of like really pick up production for positivity and bring it, make it a bigger, um, thing than it is right now. And it burnt down. So yeah, so the whole, everything burnt down and the, I didn't get any money from insurance or anything because I am so small and I really do not know much about business. And so I just knew I needed to have liability insurance, but mm-hmm. that's all I had. I didn't have fire. I didn't have any, like anything else. And so when I called my insurance company, they were like, yeah, well, you only have liability. So we don't cover any of that. So I lost my entire business. Oh man. In just one night. It was just like, everything was gone. Um, that was very hard Mm -hmm. emotionally that was really hard and then just getting the will to get back up and start doing it again Mm -hmm. was really hard uh again people it is the community that is why I still do this because I wasn't going to keep doing it I was like okay that's a sign that I shouldn't do this anymore um I'll just go ahead you know do something else and then my aunt really my aunt a couple friends everything like that, they were like, you need to do a GoFundMe and just get back on your feet. Mm-hmm. Just like, see, you know, just put it out there, see what happens. And I did a GoFundMe and um, over, and I didn't want very much. I just wanted to be able to like re up, like just get what I needed to, to mm-hmm. continue with like my wholesale clients. And so I did a GoFundMe and in two days I raised $5,000. Wow. So it was amazing. And so I was like, okay, I, if I can keep this going, then I will, you know, and anyway, so the community again is why I do this. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So talking specifically about the small business community here in Chattanooga, there's a lot of resources out here, tons of people. So what do you love most about specifically being an entrepreneur in the city of Chattanooga? Everybody (laughs) is so supportive of us. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurs in Chattanooga have such a great leg up. Everybody is works together well. It's such a beautiful community. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a lot of platforms to help us as well. So you have the incubator, you have uh, the collab, many programs. I did the accelerator program, which was cool. So if you do want funding, you can do something Mm -hmm. like that and they'll teach you how to pitch your business and stuff like that. So also even, even past that. So say you have an idea, 
So say somebody out there right now is like thinking to themselves, I have the best idea for a cat litter box that is eco-friendly, right? <laughs> and they just know it. They just, they have that down, but they're like, well, okay, I don't have the funds and I really don't know if this is going to go over well and I don't really want to get loans out for it, but I do want to kind of see, maybe do a couple markets or something like that. The fourth floor of the library and also the Chattanooga workspace okay. are both places that you can go and they have everything you need to make labels, to um, that you can use. They have a 3D printer. They have a vinyl machine. They have basically anything you need to mm -hmm. start a small business. So you can get your labeling done. You can do all that. It's definitely a learning curve, but that's how I started my business was like my labels. This is how they started in college, mm -hmm. I started the business and I would go to the library in college and I would just use their uh, big giant Apple computers and their illustrator because I didn't have the funds to do have my own illustrator program. And so I would just make my labels in the library, spend hours and hours and hours just figuring out how to make my own labels. It mm -hmm. was really fun, you know, make a logo and stuff like that. And I'm not the best at it, but whatever. It was cool and I did mm -hmm. it. And that's like, you can just... You can just try it. It's yeah. kind of, it's really fun to build your business from the ground up. Yeah. So, yeah. Another thing that I specifically love about Chattanooga, like you and I have met plenty of times at the, I think the first time you and I met was at the market. Yes. Um, But Startup Week. Yeah. It's just absolutely incredible. And I've seen you at Startup Week, I think every year since I've been here. But oh, yeah. um, Startup Week is just like an incredible thing for entrepreneurs and business owners in Chattanooga. Oh yeah, and we have so many different platforms like that. Like even we're getting ready for on Saturday, Main Times 24. Mm -hmm. And if you look at that, that's specifically directed towards local businesses. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. So it's just basically 24 hours of activity for on Main Street. And it's all the little local businesses. So you'll have like a silent disco at Mean Mugs. Um, Wildflower Tea Shop is going to have this really cool mm -hmm. party with bitters. So the bitter bottle yep. will be there, um, which will be super cool. But you just have all these really cool uh, ways to get exposure Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like it's encouraging the community of Chattanooga to shop local. Mm -hmm. And and we have all these, the market just, that's a great platform in itself. What a beautiful way for a small mm -hmm. business to start developing and growing and also learning about other small businesses mm -hmm. and connecting. So we just have such a great community that is very encouraging on on shopping small and staying small. Yes. And like the the connected mm -hmm. community is pretty amazing. I since so I moved to Chattanooga in twenty fifteen and I I hate to use the word snob, but I have become such like a shop small, shop local snob. Oh, me too. <laughs> we are so spoiled here. I know. Yeah. There's so and like there's so many wonderful like companies and brands and restaurants and all sorts of stuff that like we don't have to go to, like, no. bigger stores if we don't want to. Right. It's so nice. <laughs> it's so cool. We really do not have to shop anywhere else. We have a choice for just about everything mm -hmm. that's local and small. Yeah. And that's something that you really don't find. And I feel like I also, like, I'll leave Chattanooga thinking the norm. That's, like, the normal is, like, mm -hmm. you can find any local shop and stuff like that. And I'll go places and it's not normal and it's, like, you have, like, a Walmart and, like, fast food restaurants and, like, a Chili's or something like mm -hmm. that. And you're, like, 
where am I? Am yeah. I in the Twilight Zone? And it's like, <laughs> no, we're just very lucky and blessed yeah. to have those options. So my parents, uh, they're retired and they live in a small town in North Carolina, and it's full full of chains. Um, yeah, and they have some locally owned shops and restaurants and businesses, but again, the town they live in is like twenty thousand people. Right. So it's very small, and they do have some local business, but the support is not quite there. Yeah. And whenever they come to Chattanooga, they're just, like, mind-blown about, like, the local business and the local economy, about, like, everything is shop small, shop local, and especially the food here. They come and they're just like, we just want to come to Chattanooga and eat. Because we have great food. Yes. And everything all the good food is local Mm -hmm. it's all local businesses it's kind of crazy the chains don't last Mm -mm. i'm surprised that our chili's downtown i was just about to say that That, i think that's the last one left yeah because applebee's just went out yeah you know panera but there that's like nobody goes to these places unless like you don't really know where you're at Mm -hmm. so but i will say that's like chattanooga did that intentionally yep I believe back in the day, didn't they have a rule that chains couldn't be within a certain distance? I don't know if that's, like, hearsay, but I... I don't know. I've never heard that. And that's one of the reasons why we don't have, like, fast food joints downtown, and we don't have, um... That would like make a Walmart sense. downtown, and we just got, like, a Starbucks downtown, but they're mm-hmm. in another business. They're, yeah, they're at the Reed House. Yeah, so they're technically not mm-hmm. independently there, but we do have a actual... Starbucks now, next to High Point. Yes, that's right. But that's, like, just this year. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I believe, but that's our, that is government. That's definitely the community and government, and that goes to show that we do have that choice, Mm -hmm. and communities can really support small businesses. But I've been in cities where it's, like, for a small business to be able to thrive Mm -hmm. or even compete with another business, their rent's so high, everything like Mm -hmm. that, it's impossible. They can't sustained. You, you were know? saying in our first episode, the little like shop space you had was like in, in Murfreesboro, you said it was like $300. Yeah. And like, I can't imagine being like a small business owner in like the Nashville area. Oh yeah. Well, Murfreesboro it, was luckily very, very small. Gotcha. Like that was for, at the time they, they've grown quite a bit mm-hmm. since I was there, but at the time it was pretty small. And, um, since it was just like such a hole in the wall spot, it really wasn't bad. But I will say when I moved, because we did so many renovations to that space, mm-hmm. that was really why it was so cheap. They, I think tripled the rent for the next um, person to come wow. in there. Yeah. They, you you got to steal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I invested a lot of money in that That's true. Building. So, like, hardwood floors and everything like that, they wouldn't have been able to get that much from it. So, it was really just because it was mm-hmm. very nicely changed. So, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel that. Um, I will say for Murfreesboro, too, um, just like a side note, that is the example that I give to that of, so I was on the square and I just watched, I had some friends, obviously little business owners. Um, one was a local grocery store. One was a little um, yoga studio. Then you had another one that was a coffee shop. And on the square, 
it's so expensive to be on the square, not in my spot. It was because it was a hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. But these other spots were so expensive and people, it just wasn't promoted. Shopping small was not promoted. Mm-hmm. That all three of those went out of business within the time frame of me being in business. Wow. And they started in the same time frame that I started. Wow. So the local grocery store stayed for another year post me, mm-hmm. but one or two years post me, but they, their rent went up again. Oh my gosh. And then they, they built like another giant, like food change sprouts or something mm-hmm. like that. So they, there's no way they could have afforded yeah. it. Yeah. It was just not, it wasn't possible for anybody to like to be able to maintain their business there Mm -hmm. it was just not locally friendly yeah yeah so I just think that's interesting so Mm -hmm. definitely Chattanooga is intentional oh yeah for sure um so there are a world of aspiring entrepreneurs and business owners out there in all industries what advice or guidance would you offer to aspiring entrepreneurs based on your experiences or stories you've heard from other people well don't be afraid Just go for it. Mm -hmm. Do your best. And realize that there are going to be ups and downs. And if you have momentum, take it and run with it and just use it. And stay small. Like, well, okay, hold up. Like, if you want to expand, go for it. But Mm -hmm. be mindful. Take your baby steps. Mm -hmm. Don't get, like, way over the top and then you know, find out that that's not necessarily something that is sustainable. Take your baby steps, make sure that you can sustain the growth that you're trying to have, Mm -hmm. you know, so. Gotcha. But momentum, I think, is the key. Mm -hmm. If you are, like, passionate and driven and you want to do something, and stay with your values. Yes. So the root of everything that you do should always be linked to your values. Like, Mm -hmm. your core values within your heart. That should be why you do what you do and never let anybody like push you away from that. So even if you get an investor or something like that, if that investor is like, well, the only way I will invest in you is say you have a chocolate company Mm -hmm. is if you only source the cheapest chocolate that you can find um, just so that we can make the highest profit. And the and your objective to create that chocolate company was to make sure that it created positive you know it was a positive impact for the people harvesting the chocolate Mm -hmm. and everything like that so you're going for fair trade or direct trade or eco or the um the even exchange Mm -hmm. and so for you that goes against your principles but you need an investor don't get that investor right step back stay small stick with your values reevaluate Mm reevaluate you will be fine without that investor stay with what you're doing why what's your why you know gotcha. I mean? So yeah. Always come back to the root. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, do you have any specific like tools or processes you use in your day to day that have been beneficial in your business? Routines are really important. Yes. They're very important. So I'm a pretty routine person. That helps me a lot because when you are an entrepreneur, you are your own boss. So mm-hmm. you have to stay on task. And oftentimes you get a lot of work all at once. And then sometimes you don't have Um, anything that's like pressing, but you still have things you need to do. So it's important to just like keep a routine so that you can keep the flow, the energy flow going. Mm -hmm. So that's really good. I just read this really cool book, which people may really enjoy. It's called The Power of Full Engagement. I've heard of it. It's phenomenal. Okay. So good. Very, very good. So that would be a good book too. Awesome. I wanted to read. I will definitely look into that. Yeah. 
Um, so one of my biggest fears as I'm not going to call myself an entrepreneur because I work full time, but well, as you're someone, not, no, you're an entrepreneur. I worked full time when I started my business. Okay. So, yeah. So as someone who ideally would like to be doing blog, podcast, teaching full time someday, yeah. um, and someone who's already like overworking myself, my biggest fear in all of this is burnout. Okay. And I know I think one of the times you and I talked at the market recently, I told you that, like, look, this podcast has to go on the back burner for a little while because yeah. I just have so much that I'm doing that something just has to give, and I feel guilty about it, and my pride is really, really hurt, but, you know, I need it. So is that something you have ever experienced, and how did you get past it? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I've been in burnout. I've been doing this for eight years, so burnout has come many times, and so what I do, it's self-care first off. So mm-hmm. if you're not your best self, you're not going to do a good job at anything that you do. Right. Being an entrepreneur or a anything, mm-hmm. teacher, whatever you want to be, you can't do it well unless you're taking care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. So take a step back. There's nothing wrong with like stepping back and giving yourself the time that you need to breathe and really reevaluate. I'm actually planning on doing kind of like a little sabbatical myself this upcoming um, 2020. I haven't completely confirmed when and how long it's going to be, but I'm definitely going to take some time to reflect to make sure that I am going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So, um, the Stephen Covey, he he says in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, um, basically he says one of the things that I took from it at least was you could be leading a group of people through a jungle and you're trying to go in this one area or you're trying to do this one task or whatever and you're in this jungle and you're, you're running around but you're going so quickly because you have this goal and you mm-hmm. want to finish it and yada yada that you never take the time to see what jungle you're in. Mm. So if you don't know what jungle you're in, you may be in the wrong jungle. If you don't take the time to climb to the top of the tree, take a look around, see where you're at, make sure it's where you want to be, You, what are you doing? You know, we don't need to get ahead of ourselves. Sometimes we, the best thing that you can do is slow down mm-hmm. and really identify, like, who do you want to be? How do you want to be that? What are you trying to do? Why? You know, and take that time and really know that and always come back and reflect. Mm -hmm. Like take that time, reflect. When you feel that burnout, give yourself that space that you need. Let it, let go of whatever you're doing because you know what? It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's not like the world's going to, you know, go away because you decided you needed like a week or a month or a year to really evaluate what it is you want to do to make sure that you're doing it the best way that you can. Mm -hmm. And also too, don't ever be upset if you have to change directions. Yeah. So I've learned that a lot. So when I had the tiny tea factory in Murfreesboro, you know, you always think, oh, storefront, that's what I want. That's like the end goal. That's my Mm -hmm. goal. Um, Well, I had that as like the beginning of my business and I learned really quickly that that was not a good thing for me. My burnout was hitting pretty Mm -hmm. hard on that because I was working so much and I'm actually an introvert. So I'm really good. I would never have guessed that. Yeah, not a lot of people. They're always like, what? I guess I'm like a really fine balance of like introvert, extrovert. I'm both, I guess, Mm -hmm. but I really need a lot of like downtime and like recharge time. So What's your Enneagram? Yeah, I don't know. I should do that. I have done it one time and I can't remember what it is. But I... Are you... 
from Myers-Briggs, are you, like, an I in something? I don't know. Okay. I, I should do all those things. I just haven't. Like, I've done them way back in the past, and mm-hmm. I just never really wrote it down. Yeah, I'm an INTJ from Myers-Briggs, which is introvert. I don't even remember what they all stand for. But it's one of those that, like, you, like, feed off the energy of other people. Yeah. But you need just as much time to recharge. To recharge, and you can get to a point, and I've said this to people, like, God bless my boyfriend, I've said this to him, like, I love you, and I love being around oh, yeah. you, but, like, I I need to, like, not. Yeah. Or, like, I've said to my friends, like, I love y'all, but I've hung out with y'all for, like, three days, so, like, I need right. a day to myself. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. And I think it's good to know that about mm-hmm. yourself, like, knowing yourself and recognizing that we're never going to fully know ourselves and we're never going to fully know everything about mm-hmm. anything because we're living our lives and as we live our lives we're going to change we're going to learn new things different events are going to change mm-hmm. you know the way that we see things perspectives are going to shift and that's a beautiful thing you know so from that too it's like reevaluating like when I had the tiny tea factory I thought I was an extrovert until I started that mm-hmm. and then I realized oh, no, I take a lot of time to, like, do Mm self-reflection. I need a recharge, yada, yada. So I closed that down and realized that I would be better at doing, like, more nomadic, like, markets and Mm -hmm. selling to cafes and stuff like that. And now I'm so much happier. Yep. You know, so it's just, like, it's trial and error. Everything that we do is trial and error. Yeah. Most things, like, that are that we do, we're going to fail at. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a couple that we do really well and that we're going to succeed at. And so it's, like... Looking at the failures as um, just lessons. Yes. There's never anything that you do that wasn't worth doing. We just have to learn the lesson from it. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we have covered a lot. Is there anything we haven't touched on that you wanted to talk about? Not unless you have anything else you want to ask. No, I think think we covered everything that I had written down. Perfect. Cool. Thanks for for knocking out two podcast episodes with me. (laughs) Anytime. I'll happily do that anytime. (laughs) Oh, man. This has been absolutely fantastic talking with you again. um, Can you shout out one more time where to find positivity on the internet? Uh, Yes. You can find it at www.positifitea.com or positivity.com. And you can also send me an email, and it would just be tiff with two Fs at positivity.com. Awesome. I will throw that in the show notes when the episode goes live. Sweet. Awesome. Thank you so much for sitting down and talking about business and entrepreneurship and being a badass woman in biz in Chattanooga. <laughs> so thanks for listening, everyone. This has been another episode of the Nougabelle podcast, and I will catch y'all on the next